Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. God deserves it all. I thank our musicians and our praise team for reminding us of just that, that God does so much for us, that he deserves everything that we have. And so today we conclude our Blessings from the Dark series. And I want you to consider with me what it means to have enduring light that reveals enduring light that reveals. We're going to look at John chapter 1 verses 1 through 5. And John said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Friends, I want you to think about this for a moment. Questions. Questions are the highway to understanding. Without questions, knowledge just remains concealed, and it never becomes revealed. Think about therapists for a moment. Therapists are amazing professionals at asking delightful questions. And these questions, they help to lead clients down the road to self-discovery, to understand what needs to be changed or embraced to live a better or more effective life. When we want to know something, think about it. You just ask a question, don't you? If you're dating someone, you want to know more about them, what do you do? You ask them a question. If you want to get deeper in your friendships, what do you do? You ask a question question. And that's exactly what we're going to do today to the text in John chapter one, verses one through five. But we can't ask good questions without some knowledge, right? So let's start off understanding that in John chapter one, verses one through five is written by spoiler alert, John. (laughs) And John is writing this to newer Christians and individuals who are just curious about the faith. That means if you are curious about the faith, have questions about the faith, I want you to listen to this message, yes, but also in your spare time, read the Gospel of John because I promise it provides great clarity. See, John's purpose for his words, they are to prove to all of us this important truth, and that's Jesus is the Son of God. He also wants us to understand that belief in Jesus gives us light now, but offers the light of eternity even after we transition from this life. I would like to contemporarily say that John, he was a hope dealer. John wanted all of the world to experience the hope and the light that Jesus brings. And so check out as we reread what happens in verses one through two of John chapter one, John says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. Verse two says he was with God in the beginning. And that 
leads us to our first question today. Who in the world is the word? You see, the word that's referred to in verses one and two is no other than Jesus. You see, Jesus was presented at the beginning. Jesus was with God. Jesus was with God at the beginning of our inception, but also at the beginning of the earth's existence. But you know that phrase in the beginning that John uses, that's not his. He just remixed it a bit because if you look back, hit the rewind button and go back to the first chapter of the first book in the first verse of the Bible in Genesis chapter one, verse one, you're going to see in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But see, in Genesis chapter one, verse one, the plural form of God is used in this verse. And it just validates that Jesus, the word was present at the beginning of everything. He had a front row seat, y'all. And because Jesus was present at the beginning of everything, then you know what? There's nothing that Jesus has not seen. There's also nothing that Jesus cannot comfort us through. And there's also nothing that Jesus cannot lead us to. See, Jesus is the word. He's enduring light that was not only with God in the beginning, but also if you think about it, that word, think about the word, think about how powerful words are. If we reflect on how powerful our words are, I've always been told that you need to watch your speech because you want your speech to help people, not harm people. And see, in Genesis chapter one, verse three, God used words to bring forth light. The word was used not only to bring forth physical light, but also enduring light to all of our lives. See, God, if you go back to Genesis chapter one, you'll hear God say, and God said. He says the phrase, and God said, over 10 times in just one chapter. And every single time that God utters, and God said, which are words used by God, check this, transformation occurs. But then if we rewind and think back to how John describes the word, meaning Jesus, this enduring word, this enduring light, check this, everywhere Jesus went, the word transformation occurred, miracles occurred, and greatness was birthed. See, I want you to catch this today that words are powerful. And we know from even later in this book that the word became flesh and spent time with us. You see, from John's words, we understand that Jesus is God in human form. He's God with flesh on. But guess what? Jesus is also enduring light to the entire world. See, God is the creator. He's the sustainer of everything. And Jesus is the word and the light to the world. And Jesus endures forever. But why would John write these words? See, that's another good question. See, at this time of this text, many hearing John's words, they came from a Greek background where they were taught to believe in many mythological gods whose characteristics and traditions were as important to them as following the law was to the Jews. But John says, y'all hold on, chill for a moment. I want you to listen to the Jesus way forward. And I want you to believe in God fully and wholeheartedly. And th this is the God who is above all, who sent the word Jesus to earth to be enduring light, to light up our lives, to light up our hearts and to light up our minds daily and forever. The word is Jesus. 
So if we understand that the word is Jesus, that's our first question. But listen to the rest of John's words in verses three and four. John says, through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all humankind. Well, that begs the question, too. How in the world can Jesus be life and light at the same time to us? How can Jesus be life and light? It's, it's this dual dualism that happens, and it's like, man, Jesus, what's going on? Well, let's dig into that. When God created us, he created us out of nothing. Ex nihilio. He brought it all to the table. It's like Thanksgiving dinner. He bought the turkey. He bought the dressing, the green beans. And even if I'm outcast, I'm going to say fried chicken, macaroni and cheese and collard greens too big for my jeans. But guess what? He bought it all and we didn't even have a fork, y'all. But as God breathed the breath of life into us, Jesus was present and active in the process of bringing life to us as well. Don't ever take my word for it. Just look at the scriptures. It validates it. Genesis chapter two, verse seven says this. Then the Lord God formed man and woman from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life. And the man became a living being. See, in Genesis chapter two, verse seven, God is not apart from Jesus, which is why even in this verse, as well as in Genesis chapter one, verse one, the Hebrew word Elohim, which is the plural form of God, is used. See, as God is not apart from Jesus, this means that combined the Godhead brought life out of nothing to humanity. But in verse four, John tells us that through the Godhead bringing us life, enduring light was brought to all of creation. Thus, the life God has given is light to us, but also light to the world. This light reveals our purpose. This light reveals our hope. This light reveals our joy. This light is our peace, y'all. You see, this light intertwined with the life that God gives. It's essential. I mean, you got to have it. You can't walk out the store without it. You need it. It's essential for all of our lives. Don't believe me? Let's go into the Pacific Ocean for a moment. I want you to think about sea divers and how they enter into the water and travel down to the depths of the sea. Sometimes sea divers not only have attached to them oxygen tanks, but they also have lights attached to them that reflect outwardly to help divers navigate the darkness and to survey the sea. Without this oxygen and light, sea divers can die, y'all. You see, deep sea divers need oxygen and light to survive and to uncover that which they're looking for. Guess what, y'all? We too need light and the breath of life to navigate the darkness of this world, but also to uncover our purpose and to understand that Jesus is our peace. We need Jesus to help guide us and to reveal to us the path forward with his light and life because without it, I want y'all to understand today, we cannot make it. Without it, we cannot go alone. We need to learn to thank God for his enduring light and his life because just like the sea diver, 
<laughs> the sea diver cannot make it without that oxygen. When the oxygen levels are low, he or she gets scared. If the light goes out, they can't even see their hand in front of them. And without the life of God breathed into our nostrils, that's the end of our life. Without the light, there's no purpose and no peace. How can the word be light and life to us is very simple because the word is not detached from God who breathed the breath of life. The word is not detached from God, but guess what? The word came down to be the light of the world. But John, he concludes this pericope of scripture right there in verse five, saying that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Here's the third question we need to ask of this text. How can this enduring light not be overpowered by darkness? How? Like what makes this light so special? Friends, Whether you know it or not, physical light shines in darkness, but spiritual light radiates in darkness. This means that it not only shines, but spreads from the initial point that it begins to shine. It not not only lights up one spot, it lights up all the spots. Now, physical light cannot be extinguished by darkness. You think about it. You have to put a cover over light and it still will shine through. Most times you have to unscrew the light bulb if you don't want light in a room. But spiritual light, it cannot be overpowered by darkness. It doesn't matter how great racism may be. It doesn't matter how much suffering there is present in the world. It doesn't matter how frustrated you may be. It doesn't matter how many bills that come. It doesn't matter how many headaches or migraines that you may have. Check this. Be reminded of this. Put this and text this to yourself. The spiritual light that Jesus brings to our life can never be extinguished by the frustrations of our world. This is so helpful to think about. You want to know why? Because it comforts us in knowing that the enduring light and life that God through Jesus affords us, it reveals and gives us strength for this life. It gives us love for this life and so much more, friends. This is why John could powerfully declare to new Christians as well as Christians that had a Greek background. He could say this light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Friends, we love to believe sometimes that what we go through, Jesus can't work in. I want you to understand again. I'll tell you that God never wastes your pain. Your pain can be transformed to his purpose for your life life. This is what he means when he says this light, it shines, it radiates in darkness. But if John's words can't even help you get wholly happy right now, I want you to think back to David's words because in Psalm 27 verse one, David made a powerful declaration saying the Lord is what my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength or the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid. Friends, you know, (laughs) as we prepare to conclude today and this series, this means as we think about this enduring light, it means that everything we discuss is true this month. 
You see, the enduring light and life that God gives, it reveals promises. Abraham wasn't the only one. God will talk to you in the crevice of darkness, in the crucible of suffering. God gives us promises to hold on to even when it's so dark we can't even feel his hope. But yet he also, this enduring light reveals a way of clinging to God through Jesus. And the Godhead is able to drive out darkness that's even inside of us. And even in a cloud of darkness, the enduring light and life of Christ, it leads us to confidently trust him more. Friends, you don't build your faith and your trust when you're taking a tiptoe through the tulips or a rapid run through the roses. You build your faith and your trust when racism is at an all-time high. You build your faith and your trust when you got more bills than money. You build your faith and your trust when your change is getting a bit strange. You build your faith and your trust when the girlfriend leaves and your daddy dies. You build your faith and your trust when all suffering is surrounding you and you don't have nothing else but to cling to the hand of the Savior. The light of Christ. It does not become tired and stop like a runner giving up. But the enduring light gives more life and keeps on going quicker and faster than the energizer bunny. This light is not shaken by our sin, but this enduring light eats our sin for breakfast, lunch and dinner and leads us back to God. This enduring light is not shaken even by our doubt, but continues to increase and sustain us in the midst of darkness. This life and light named Jesus reveals the reckless and remarkable love of God who cares more than creation can ever. The seasoned saints would echo this. Can't nobody do you like Jesus. This loaded, enduring light has given us life. And for that reason and more, we praise God. We thank God. We cling to God through Jesus, trusting that where there is darkness, light will always prevail. So friends, the word is Jesus. So friends, he gives us this enduring light. It cannot be overpowered. And for the life and the light that Jesus brings, we should always be thankful. Amen. Friends, think about light, think about life. You can't do anything but be thankful for it. But in the midst of that, I want to extend an invitation to you even virtually right now. If by chance you say, I do not know Jesus, but I'm curious. Or you say, I don't know Jesus and I need to know Jesus. If you want to know Jesus right now, you can do it from right where you are by just praying one simple prayer with me. You ready? Let's go. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I confess that I need Christ in my life. And I know the Lord is my savior. I open my heart to you, Jesus. In Christ's name, amen. Whether you have just prayed that prayer or if you have questions about the faith, what does it mean to be a Jesus follower? You feel free to email us. We want to walk with you. We want to talk with you. And you can email us at alltogether, A-double-L, together at spdl.org. 
Friends, we enjoy coming to right where you are, meeting you right in the spaces where you live. And if by chance you are moved and want to sow into this ministry, you can do so at, by going to spdl.org and the giving option is there. Friends, as you keep John chapter one, verses one through five in your hearts and also in your mind, remember this magnificent takeaway from the text and let it encourage you. With the light and life of Christ guiding us, we never have to stumble in darkness. Again, I tell you, with the light and the life of Christ guiding us, we absolutely never have to stumble in darkness. You be encouraged, you embrace diversity, and build community wherever you may be. Have a great week. See you next week. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.